Hi, welcome to the Worthy Physician Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sapna Shah-Hawk, a board-certified internal medicine physician. Keep life simple. You are human. You are worthy. Remember what matters to you. Our goal is to help physicians remember this and to make it a reality through addressing various components of physician burnout via podcast. This is meant to be used as a tool to help guide physicians. It does not take place of professional medical help. Opinions reflected in this are my own. When I hear the word or the phrase burnout or moral injury, different emotions come to mind. First off, it's sad that we as physicians who have given up so much experience this. Physician burnout is complicated as it emerges as a larger issue in our healthcare system. There is more research around it. It is multifactorial. According to Maslach's burnout inventory, this scale looks at emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, personal accomplishment, cynicism, and professional efficacy. You can also go online and look at different coaching websites, many geared towards physicians and others just in the business world. And they might have different components, such as a spiritual component. Maslach's burnout inventory scale is a good place to start, but in 2017, the Mayo Clinic suggested revamping the definition as a depressive condition or more like job-induced depression. So where do we cross with burnout and depression or moral injury? There is overlap for sure. Maybe one having a history of depression or being more prone to depression may lead to burnout or maybe burnout will lead to furthering or worsening the depression of a colleague. Where exactly that merger is, I don't know. They are definitely separate entities, but obviously can coexist. How often they coexist, I don't know. Um, Remember, as a physician, there's repercussion. I guess all repercussion is negative, but there is high stakes for this type of repercussion because it can affect our license. Also, if we do not take time for ourselves to take care of our mental and physical health, we're the bad patient, but we also work in a system that chastises us or penalizes us for trying to do so. We lose almost 300 physicians by suicide annually here in the United States. And while Maslach's burnout inventory is a good tool for burnout, it has been validated again and again, but it does not look at other factors outside of work. And I do understand that this burnout inventory scale is geared toward work. But what human being operates in a vacuum? And I don't mean a surgeon. I actually mean which one of us actually is only a doctor from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. And on top of that, just because we're a physician during the day, we don't stop being spouses or adult children to aging adults, our aging adult parents. We sure as heck do not stop being parents. Pulled in many directions. Horrible work-life balance in some cases. Now, Maslach's burnout inventory is a good tool for burnout, but it does not take into these other aspects that impact us on a daily basis. 
it does not screen for depression, may consider that when one is experiencing burnout, that individual needs to be screened for depression or anxiety, or maybe the other way around as well. Again, we may not, as physicians, we may not seek out help because of the stigmatization. We are in a profession where everything is deeply rooted in tradition, and that's just the way things are. But that's not good enough. We need to lift the repercussions against depression anxiety, burnout. We need to remove that repercussion from the licensing board every year when we go and answer our questions to renew our license. Having a diagnosis of depression does not always interfere with the job. One thought is that maybe it could, the question regarding depression or anxiety can possibly be rewritten to say, Have you been diagnosed or treated for anxiety and or depression, etc., etc., given a very particular time frame, a year, two years, five years? But here's the key. To the point where it would affect your medical decision-making. I think that's very clear. That is probably more concise and more accurate But we also know that we as physicians do not seek help. We are at risk for substance abuse or other abuses to cope with the situation of untreated mental illness, other chronic diseases, again, which lead to burnout. If you feel horrible, if you are miserable, whether you're an uncontrolled diabetic, uncontrolled depression, not or sorry, untreated or undertreated depression, It can all lead to burnout. You already wake up fatigued. You go to bed even worse, and it's a perpetuating cycle. And because of the income that we generate as physicians, disability insurance, life insurance is definitely a must. Should we not be able to perform our clinical duties, or should we die unexpectedly? Remember, we are humans as well. We're not gods or demigods like the general public believes us to be. Oh, sure, we have plenty of knowledge. But disability insurance, life insurance are a must. And it's unfortunate that if we actually do seek help, that could actually contribute to a denial of either one of those insurances. We embrace our patient's health. We need to embrace and address our own as an individual and collectively as physicians. As we discuss depression and anxiety with our patients in office, we need to discuss our own without repercussion. And I have said that again and again. It's just a big deal. Potentially changing questions again. The wording, instead of have you ever been treated for depression or anxiety, How about, have you been treated recently, or have you been diagnosed with depression or anxiety to the point that it would interfere with your ability to make medical decisions? We never want to put our patients in harm's way. So how is this done? Consider approaching the state Board of Healing Arts, local medical association to petition the board. 
the state chapter of ACP. It goes beyond just the system that adds to burnout. And of course, the clerical duties that we have now entering orders, patient satisfaction. But what about the increasing demand from family, spouse, partner, kids, again, aging parents? We do know that if we don't talk about our own depression or anxiety, if we have concomitant issues or comorbidities, compliance compliance is difficult. We, we see this with our patients. We see this with ourselves. And the reason why I, I share this is because there are, mo- there are multiple components to a person, not just one. Again, we do not practice medicine in a vacuum. You get a call, kid is sick at school. You have to find coverage. Or if you're like me, I, I actually have a spouse that works from home. So yes, when our kids become school age, he will be able to go pick up that kid. Again, I've cut back to part-time, so that way I can increase my time with my family. And for me, it works. I love where I work. I, I love my colleagues. And I can talk openly about whether I'm feeling stressed. Not everybody has that opportunity. And I, I wish they did. But remember, we ourselves are patients as well. I have a physician. And hopefully, other physicians listening to this, I hope that you have a physician, your primary care physician as well. Remember, we are patients. We are humans. I know it's difficult to take time off of work to keep appointments. But it should not be that way. It should not be that you have to almost have an act of Congress to have a day off or have some time off to have your own checkup without being paged. That should be covered. And I know that there are going to be scenarios where it can't. Like you are still taking call when you're in the patient's seat waiting for the physician that... Is your primary care dog probably also a friend while you're waiting on them? We know as well as anybody, or sorry, we know better than anybody else that you're going to be you're going to be waiting a bit in the doctor's office. Hopefully not too long, but hopefully it also gives you a time to reflect and take care of yourself. If you cannot take care of yourself, how can you give so much to your patients? Eventually, it catches up with you. We should not feel guilty about booking our colonoscopy, getting a yearly checkup. Hey, getting that lipid panel checked because I'm on a statin and it's probably just a good thing to keep follow-up. We all don't like those patients that don't. We try not to be them. So in a nutshell, I think Maslach's burnout inventory scale is a great place to start, but it only looks at the work environment. We all have some sort of family dynamics, whether it's traditional, non-traditional, very close friends that have become family. Those stressors also add to our outlook when we get up in the morning. And even though we try to separate ourselves when we walk into the clinic door, the nursing home for nursing home rounds, or even into the hospital, whether even though we try to suppress it or leave those ideas or feelings at the door. We're very good at it. 
but it also nags at us. It can make us irritable. I know, I know irritability is not part of burnout. Or is it? When you're constantly irritable, you can't do anything right. And it's not just at work, it's also at home. It's almost like compound interest that is just wearing you down day in and day out. We need to address it. We need to be okay to discuss this with colleagues, a therapist, a physician, a psych- uh, your primary care physician or psychiatrist without getting penalized. Again, if we do not take care of ourselves, who's going to take care of the patients? And one of my questions, I, I'm not too sure how to do this except for this is, this is the work environment I have in rural Kansas is that I can discuss how I'm feeling with my coworkers if I do have a situation where I have to take emergency time off for my own health. I had some health complications back in January 2021. All it took was a text from me to the office manager and my week was my week was cleared in the sense that one of my partners covered for me. No questions asked. If nothing else, they were supportive. Not everybody, I know not everybody has that. What can we do to cultivate that culture? One thing I can say here in in rural life, that is correct, rural, R-U-R-A-L, is that people still care about people. Physicians still care about other physicians. They remember that they are people too. We are all people just trying to honestly sometimes just make make it through the day. Uh, we've had a spot triple booked. Okay, now, now that the day's over, tomorrow's a new day. Wouldn't that be great if we could all look at practicing clinical medicine like that? Thank you for joining us today. This concludes the podcast. Subscribe, tell a friend, follow us at www.theworthyphysician.com. Remember, you are worthy, you are human. Take care. Second time.